Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Psalm 107, eight verses, going to do the best I can. Pray this will help you tonight. I appreciate old singers that's done it for a long time, that's, uh, that's been in it and wore their bodies and their voices out. Billy Field's a train wreck from running around the world singing for the Lord. And he, he, road life will kill you. And, uh, and he, his body's failed, but how many people has he blessed? And, 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 but old singers that's done it for a long time. But I tell you, it blesses me to see new singers coming out. It blessed me to see new singers coming out. And uh, I appreciate them young ladies singing for us. It blesses me every time. So Psalm 107, verse number 1, if you're there, shout amen. amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy... And gathered them out of the lands from the east, from the west, from the north, and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. <laughs> and he delivered them out of all their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way. That they might go to the city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Father, we love you and thank you for the night. Chance to be in your house, Lord. Sweet Spirit of God, we felt from the prayer room, Lord, into the sanctuary. And now, God, into the sermon tonight, God, the presence of the Lord is no doubt in this place. You blessed us of God above measure. I pray you'd fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of the holy writ. Help me, God, in what I do tonight to glorify my king. I have no purpose to live other than to serve the Lord and glorify the king. So, God, I pray you'd shine the light. You've already shined your presence. I pray, God, you'd help your people tonight. We'll praise you forever in the name of the king. I ask it in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And they made no specific author given to this particular psalm. This psalm is given in reference, and it, though it's applicable to the children of Israel, it applies to all the children of God. I'm glad to say that I fall into that category tonight, that number if you would. Praise God, I'm glad to say I am redeemed. Hey, Brother Ivan, I've been bought with a price. Unworthy of the expenditure that it took to place me into the family of God. But the devil nor nobody else can do anything about it. Because I'm in there, bless God. I'm in the redeemed. I'm in the number. And I'm glad I'm in. It's good to be redeemed. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good. Just going to expand on these verses quickly and, and share with you a couple of thoughts. For his mercy endureth forever. If it didn't, I would have extinguished it long ago. I'm glad that the weightier matters of the law 
Jesus said in Matthew 23 is judgment, mercy, and faith. And I think that's the proper order in which you find it. Because when you see his judgment, I would that the world could see the judgment of God and see the condemnation that they're living under today. Because men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are evil. And they're already under the condemnation of God. And they don't know it. But if they could see the judgment of God, I believe that they'd seek the mercy of God and God would give them the faith they need to be saved. Glory to God. It endureth forever. You'll not extinguish it. Every time you need more mercy, there it is. And number two, he said this, and let the redeemed of the Lord. I want to say, I'm going to come back to this say so in just a moment. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Now I want you to know what the devil thinks about you tonight. He come to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to tear your family apart. He wants you living in spiritual poverty. He don't want you blessed in anything you do. He wants you to be miserable comforters like Job's friends. He don't want you to speak words. He wants you to speak things that tear down. He wants to, he wants to condemn everything in everybody that's around you. He doesn't want your children to prosper. He don't want anything good for you because every good gift cometh down from above. He don't want the things of God for you. He wants all the bad things. But I'm blessed God that he's been delivered. We've been delivered from the hand of the enemy he'd have killed you a long time ago if he could have yanked you out of this world he'd kill you right now because you might lead somebody to the Lord before you die he'd kill you right now but praise God we've been delivered brother Gordon from the hand of the enemy Pluck this right out. Look here, he had us in his grasp. And the king of glory, <laughs> come by, pluck this right out of his hand. Isn't that good? Praise God, that'd make a Presbyterian shout right there. That's good. And he gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. The south there actually means from the sea. That was the area uh, that they were pointing toward. It, it, but I, I want you to notice this. When he gathered the children of Israel out, he brought them out of Egypt. Amen. So they wandered or they went through the Dead Sea or the Red Sea. They passed through the Red Sea into the wilderness, had a wilderness experience uh, and should have been in the, in the promised land in 11 days. Uh, they spent 40 years, what should have took them 11 days to do uh, because they wouldn't believe God. There's a lot of Christians living in the wilderness today uh, and I'm telling you, they've been saved. He's brought them out of Egypt. They've trusted in the Lord. They've seen the salvation of God but they're living in the wilderness, Brother Dennis, simply because they won't trust God. He's brought us from all directions but he brought them out of Egypt but from here you see all over the globe. You know what this is? Jesus said it like this. He said, hey Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou hast believed. Blessed are them that have not seen and yet have believed. From the north and the south and the east and the west, from all over the globe, praise the Lord in heaven that has not seen, I've never seen him with my physical eye, but Matthew, I've seen him with my spiritual eye. Bless God, I've seen him on the pages. I've seen what he done on Calvary, and I saw what he done on Resurrection Day. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Hey, look here, he's drawn us out from all over the globe. He gathered them 
out of the lands. That's plural there, by the way. They wandered in the wilderness in solitary, in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Now that could be in reference to the children of Israel. And Abraham's looking for a city that hath foundations. And we're looking for a city. We're pilgrims and strangers here. We're just wandering around, Brother Dennis. We're just trying to do a work for the Lord. Until, bless God, one of these days he's going to say, hey, you're done there. Come here. Come home. Joe Beth's grandpa, they call him Pa Joe. And uh, Joe Rich is about to go to heaven. They've moved him to the hospice house in downtown Nashville, and he's about to go to heaven. And I was talking to Dusty this afternoon. I said, Dusty, he's lived all his life to go, and wh- to go where he's about to go. I can't feel real bad about it. He's 80-something years old, and he's about to go to heaven. I'm going to tell you, good friend, that's as good as it gets. That's as good as it gets. Live your life out for the Lord and have have a blessed family and blessed grandkids and great-grandkids and, and, and see the posterity God's blessed you with and, and, and have been fruitful for the Lord and, and, and God's multiplied you. And then one day you take you to your sick bed like David. I go the way of all the earth. You pull your feet up and he gathers you home. Ask me how sad that'll make me. I would like to see Colin Boy saved before I start voting on him to come and get me. I believe I'm going to get to lead that boy of the Lord. I just can't help but think that. But he gathers from all over the place. They wandered, and they're looking for a city. I t- I'm, look, here, this country boy's moving to town one of these days. There's hunger and thirsty, and their soul fainted in them. Now, I want you to know that there's everybody in this room took one of those times in their life. If you've not, just hold on, it's coming. It's just around the corner somewhere, or you may be just coming out of it. And there'll be those times you get dried out and you get thirsty, and your soul feels like you're going to faint. I've, I've had those spells about every Monday morning. And then I call out to the Lord. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of all their distresses. I'm glad it don't say he just delivered them out of suffering. And we may be down to the place, Brother Gordon, we don't think he's going to do it. Oh, God, if you forgot me, here I am, Lord, I'm still in that place. Oh, yeah, I'm just letting you lay there. Hey, I'll leave you there until you know that I'm the only one that can do it. And then all of a sudden he delivers you. Answers a prayer that's a year old. Ain't that good? Uh, he's still doing it, by the way. He hadn't run out. He done that today for somebody. Been doing it tonight to someone else. He'll do it tomorrow. Might be for you or for me. He led them forth by the right way that they might go to the city of habitation. There's those, I got folks waiting on me there. I got a large number out of this very congregation waiting on me over there. A large number. It, I don't fill up one of these sections. I'm telling you, it's getting in the last 20 years. And if I go back from the time I've been here at the church, right at 30, they've been a bunch of folk. Oh, we've had a lot of funerals. They're waiting on the other side. In the city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We have, well, listen. You know what you have to give God tonight? Nothing. You don't have one thing to give him, but you know what he wants? Your praise. 
That's what he's looking for. He's looking for your praise and your worship from you because it's personal. Nobody can do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. He's looking for Branch Myers to give him praise and worship and for Dennis Bilbrey and everybody else in this room and everyone watching on the screen. He's looking for him to give him praise and worship because you don't have anything else you can give him. He owns it all. He said, as a matter of fact, he said in Ezekiel, I think it's chapter 18, all souls are mine. I thought he saved souls, he does. He brings them with him, but he's got the right to do with the other soul what he will, and he'll turn them away if they don't know him. Can I throw, here's what, here's, here's, here's what you sung about tonight. First, first, we say so. Brother Junior shouted, so. We say so. How do we, how do we say so? Well, we say so, by, number one, by speaking. We say so by speaking. Let the redeemed of the Lord a plus, that's what we do. We say so. Say, what are we? Well, I'm redeemed. That's going to that's gonna catch two-thirds of the people out there off guard. They have no idea what that means. That means I've been bought with a price I've been paid for. My sin debt is paid in full. Praise God. Isn't that good? So we do it with our speaking. Now, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. And death and life are in the power of the tongue. So make sure you're speaking the right thing. And if you're speaking that you've been redeemed, friend, you're speaking the right thing. You're not speaking the wrong thing if you're just speaking, I'm redeemed. A, a, a lot will not get it, but you'll know. Praise God, they'll see something that's different. It's our sign, Rory, I'm redeemed. So we do it by speaking. Now, some things you speak going to get you in trouble in today's society. But we're supposed to do it. We speak it. We speak it. Now, I don't know. It was the girls. No, it was Lisa sung, I think, the word. And so number two, we do it. Number one, we, how do we say so? Well, of course, by speaking. But number two, here's what I thought of is I mean, we do it, we, we say so in our singing. You know what we, we make we, 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 we're making uh, melody in our heart with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, songs that are spiritual, not songs that make you want to two-step, but songs that are spiritual. Now you want to, might want to dance, you might want to dance in, in the presence of the Lord like David jumping Joe does it. He's got moves that I, I, I don't know. If David had moves like Joe or not, but anyway, he's got some, and 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 uh, but but we sing we sing things that are spiritual. One one famous pastor in America wrote books. People bought these books. They done all kinds of things. He said, "Well, he said we took them we took them songs out. We don't sing those songs about the cross and about blood anymore because it offends people." That's the more reason to sing it. If you want to please the Father, brag on the Son. What are we going to sing about? I don't have anything else to sing about but an old rugged cross. Praise God. And he's not on it, by the way, either. That thing's empty. But an old rugged cross, I don't have anything to sing about but the blood. Praise the Lord. I, I, Colin Boy, the first song Paul ever sung to him was, There he is. A fountain filled with blood. That's a song. Hey, 
I could start humming that. He'd calm down. Hey, what am I going to know about? He's going to know about the blood. What are those? Those are spiritual songs. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. There can't be any redemption without it. So we sing the songs that say so. We speak the words that say so. We sing the songs that say so. But we also say so by our shouting. Jim McComas said, I'm going I'm I to I take your thought on that. To shout or not to shout, that is the question. I preached that here one night. Jim texted me the next morning. He said, I'm going to take that. I love that. To shout or not to shout, that is the question. It scares some people to death. I've seen, I know when Dean Hyder's perking. I've been around her all my life. All my life. Amen, Dean. You know me all my life. When she starts perking, I hope I'm up here so I'm not so obvious to turn around and look at the people sitting around her. Because I know when she goes off, they're going to jump. Scares the life out of them. Ain't nobody sleeping in that section when she goes off. You know what she's doing? Saying so. So I don't like shouting. Then you need to read your Bible. Need to read your Bible. You know how the victory was won at Jericho? By a shout. If they'd have kept their mouth shut, the wall would have never fallen down. And, And that's a good lesson, by the way. He wants us to shout on this side of the wall. Before the thing ever falls down, you go to shouting and giving. Just say so, praise God. Oh, you're being undignified. I don't care. I can't find where he told me to do that. He told me to do a lot of other things, but I have not found to be very dignified in the Word of God yet. It scares some folk, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's power in a shout when it's done, when you're when you're doing it for the glory of God and you're saying so. It'll stir people up. It'll help folks. It'll move people. They'll be moved by it. And I've heard some shout didn't move me very much, but I thought, well, maybe it moved them. Amen. Maybe it was just for them. If it's for the glory of God, I say shout on. If it scares somebody, they may may need a little shock. Shake them up a little bit. Somebody said, somebody told me one time, they said, all that shouting carrying on, y'all too loud. Said, said, all that shouting carrying on kind of scares me. I said, it's in quiet places that scare me. And you'd hear a pin drop and nobody moves. Somebody sneeze, it sounds like an earthquake in there. You're wondering what's going on in this place. I say, let the dead bury the dead, bless God, when you're alive. You know what he's coming back with, don't you? He ain't coming back with a whisper and dignity. He's coming back with a shout, praise God. That's what he's coming back with. Maybe that'll wake some of them up. Hallelujah. Here he comes. We say so. We say so by speaking. We say so in the songs we sing. And we say so with our shout. <clears throat> Freddie Dodson, Grover, and, and, and me were at a, at a 
revival down at Liberty Free Will Baptist in Livingston down there in the woods. And we got to praying under, they called it the praying tree. It was out the edge of the cemetery. We got to praying out there, and I'm telling you, I can't explain what happened anyway. It wouldn't surprise me seeing somebody get out of the grave. I mean, the power of God just fell on us out there. We was, we was in another, I was somewhere, I don't even know where I was. One of them kind of deals. That's only happened about three or four times in my ministry. But it happened that night. And so we, we forgot that church had already took off. I mean, we was way past 7 o'clock. We was out in the graveyard having a spell. We come walking in the church. They'd already got up singing and they was taking on. People are shouting all over the house. The only time it ever happened to me, three preachers in the same night was preaching at the same time. Jeff Short slapped the podium and the podium broke and he grabbed the oil bottle and poured it all over it and rubbed it on the podium. I'm, we got in the car and started home. Freddie Dodson said, that's a spiritual bunch, ain't it? <laughs> it was chaos to the outside world. But I tell you, it was in perfect, it was in perfect peace inside that place. I can't explain it. It had scared most people plumb to death. They'd have walked in there. It, they sure wouldn't have thought this free will Baptist. You they walked in that place and it was just one guy's over here, Jeff was up over here, and I was sitting over here preaching. This guy's preaching. Jeff is preaching. I don't know who got what. Maybe we're just preaching for ourselves. But it was, it was what. So I don't like that kind of stuff. If you'd have been there, you'd have liked it. It helped everybody in that building. Nobody wanted to go home. We just wanted him to stay. We just wanted him to stay there. Why? Because he showed up in a big way. And people shouted that never shouted before. I was in Woodbury, Tennessee, preaching a revival, and the wasper landed on my wife. She said, if that thing had stung me, I'd have shouted. I said, I'd have took three laps around that sanctuary if you had a. I wouldn't have known it was the wasper that done it. I'd have just been excited. We say so by our shout. But we say, we, here's how we should always say so in our sermons. The sermon, the sermon, the message of God, it's got to say so. It's got to, Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. But, but I, I've got to be lifted up. Well, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In our sermons, it's imperative, it is imperative that we say so, that we are redeemed so someone, someone would recognize whether they are or whether they are not. How are they going to know if we don't say so? I think, I think uh, Brother Rory made a valid point tonight in his prayer request, in his, uh, in his testimony. There's, there's a multitude of people in the world, not just the United States, I believe worldwide, but it's, it's predominant in churches across America today, people that think they're redeemed because they come to church. 
they think they're redeemed because mom and dad always brought them to church and that's what they do. They think they're redeemed because grandpa was a preacher. They, they think they're redeemed. No, no, no. Redemption is personal. It's between you and God. And you're either redeemed or you're dying, going to die and go to hell. And that's what the Bible says. I'm not trying to be ugly or abrasive. But the Bible said, Jesus said, you must be born again. And born again, when you have been born again, you have the experience of the new birth by the Spirit of God into the family or the body of God. Be scriptural about it, into the body of God. And when you have that, you recognize the fact that you have been redeemed. Now, you may not understand it all, but you'll know this. There's something different than it was before this happened to me. And nothing in this world's ever done this. Mom and Daddy couldn't do for me what, what the Lord has done. He has, he has saved me. He has, he has redeemed me. He has, and that means to be bought or to pay for. Even in the Old Testament here, this is what struck me today, Jimmy, as I'm dwelling on this passage. And he must have been reading the book of Job. Because... He don't know how he's going to be bought here. There's no, there's no sacrificial lamb. I mean, there's been a lamb dying in Jerusalem every day, and morning and evening, through nine and three o'clock. They're killing lambs over there, making atonement. And but, but there's no. They, Jesus not died at this time. This is way before Jesus. But Job said, "I know that my redeemer liveth," <laughs> and at the latter day he shall stand up on the earth. And after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. See, that been, they've been reading the book. How'd they know that, Randall? They've been reading the book. And the psalmist, whoever wrote this, knew this, that he'd been redeemed. Have you been redeemed? Do you know? Do you know? Can you... Can you speak it? I've been redeemed. Can you sing the song? Have you got a shout in your heart because you've been redeemed? Have you heard enough sermons to sink a battleship and you never responded to any invitation that's been given? Are you sure you're redeemed? Thank you. Randall. Do you know it? If you know it, do you show it? Because if you know it, you can't help but show it. People will see it in you. They'll see it in you. Say, what? what? Dusty has to go on a lot of business trips with all these executives, and two-thirds of them are drunks, you know. And uh, he'll say, sweet tea. This guy said, I noticed you don't drink. He said, nope. He said, I don't see the need for that. He said, is that right? He said, yeah. He said, I'm a Christian. I don't, I don't drink. No boy said, well, that's all right. Didn't condemn him for it. That's all right. I appreciate you stand on something, you know. If you know it, you'll show it. 
Let's stand to our feet. We're going to sing this song. And if you need to pray, if you don't know him tonight, you ought to come be saved this, this very night. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.